Hi everyone, I'm Lottie. I'm Sam. And I'm David. And we're Shop Blast Media. And this week we're going to be talking about the very hyped up new Netflix documentary series that is Tiger King. So warning, there are going to be spoilers in this vlog. So switch off now if you haven't watched it or if you want it to be spoiled, then stay tuned. Yeah, once you get past the first episode, you're like, oh, okay, all right, I'm in for the long haul now. There's no way you can watch one episode and think, no, I'm, I don't, I'm not interested. Didn't you just, like, binge watch it in one day? David, you've got the hat on, all prepared. I do, yeah. Uh, yeah, I watched it over three nights. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a crazy twist and a turn and a oh-my-God moment, like, every ten minutes, and then they save a, the big one to the end of the episode. Then you're like, okay, next one's going to play in 15 seconds. Quick! Go. I know it's a crazy thing, isn't it? I mean, it's described as an exploration of, a, of big cat breeding and its bizarre underworld populated by eccentric characters. I think that is uh, definitely an understatement in a sense. True crimes, story documentary style, very interesting, but literally outrageous. Yeah, Joe Exotic is quite the character, isn't he? I've seen him, like, before this, I didn't, Tiger King, I was like, I, I don't know who this guy is. And then watching, I'm like, no, he looks familiar because he's been on the Louis Farouk episode and stuff. So, like, he's more famous than what I think, you know, This even before this, I think he was quite a... People knew who he was. Oh, yeah, definitely. I didn't know Louis Farouk had done, a what, a, a, like a series on him or something, a documentary piece on him. It was like a one-off episode about animal animals and stuff and zoos. So I'd seen that and I just it just hadn't clicked. And then I was like, oh, wait, I've seen him. And he obviously he ran for governor as well, and he was a meme online. I was like, I, I do know all this, yeah. But it's not just him, is it? It's the ensemble of, they're all big characters where, you know, all the people he's got in feuds with, all his staff, everyone who gets involved throughout the whole thing are probably just as crazy as each other. You've got Joe Exotic, you've got Carol Baskin, you've got Doc, plus all the other sort of supplementary characters, people that worked at the, um, the sanctuaries and the zoos. Yeah, the, it's kind of weird, though, because, like, every new character that's brought into it, or character, new person that's introduced, they kind of end up, you know, turning mad in a way. Like, you know, they, they seem off quite normal, like um, his boyfriend, Travis, I think it was his name. The way the kind of story develops, they develop, and it's normally because of one of these big players. So, like, no one in that in the show is, you know, redeemable or you know, sane or in a, you know, a place where you could relate. They're all just very outlandish people. It's kind of Joe. You kind of like him and dislike him, but everyone else, it's one or the other. With Joe, it's a bit of both. But people like Jeff Lowe, you know, you just hate him the whole time. Doc, you know, you don't really like him. The head zookeeper, Eric, he's the one you kind of almost like the most. He's like straight down the line, always trying to do the right thing, for especially the animals. Um, and the other guy that works at zoo, guy with no legs, um, and the other zookeepers, but yeah, everyone else, it's either, yeah, either good, bad, or Joe's a bit of everything. And that lady as well who got her arm ripped off, I mean, that was, what, episode three? Just got mauled by this thing, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it is interesting, and you kind of go into it thinking, oh, I'm going to like this person, I'm going to support this person, I'm going to be on their side, and I think you feel like that with Joe for the start of it, and yeah. then it just starts to unfold and it's like, oh, wait, you know, no one here is really that likable. They're all kind of, you know, pretty bad people. 
I know it does, um, it tackles a lot of different themes, doesn't it? You think you've got animal sort of cruelty and captivity, you've got feuds between everyone, but mainly between Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin. You've got exploitation of animals, modern day slavery up at the docks place, the relationships, murder, suicide, a missing person. I mean... What more could you want, really, in a documentary series? I mean, it's just, I don't know about you guys, but I had to pinch myself every now and again in the episodes to be like, is is this is this actually, like, did this happen? Is this real? Because it just seems like you couldn't write that stuff. Yeah, it feels like an episode of South Park or Family Guy or Simpsons where it's just a ridiculous, ridiculous situation. It's like, I can't believe that, but I guess maybe I can because I know this happened. It's, you know, it's, it isn't a lie. It's, it's, it would make a really good film and apparently they're going to make it into a, uh, a series. But I mean, that's perfect, perfect material. They were filming this over five years. The amount much footage did they have to be able to then kind of put this together? It's just, and it's still ongoing, isn't it? So it's... It's quite a thing to get your head round of, you know, what they, how much they filmed or what they used and what they didn't use. I like the little intro as well by the, the filmmaker because I think what's really interesting is he obviously started um, that series, didn't he? He was, he was in the snakes. He was looking at snakes and things and it was more about animals in captivity and then he gets taken to this van and there's a cloud leopard in it. And then obviously it kind of launches into this full of the world, into the the kind of big cat people in, in America. And I just think it's insane that there's twice as many tigers in America than there actually are in the wild. I mean, it's getting your head around it, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's interesting as well. I think when you're watching it, you kind of lose sight of the whole animal side of it and you get more into the people side of it. And then I think it kind of wraps up in where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, this was supposed to be our animal, you know, capture and... and preservation but no you just kind of came along for the human side of it you didn't realize i think it's quite good at twisting you in that way and then it ends with the whole the fact about you know how many you know these tigers are you know where are they armed going instinct it's like oh yeah that's what i've been watching this whole time it's it's, it's quite clever out of all the characters who do you like the most the least and who do you feel most sorry for Good question i the the most sorry for guy i think has to be the campaign um i mean you feel sorry for different people in different ways. There's a part of you that feels sorry for Joe, but obviously when you get towards the end, he sort of loses his mind, and but he does lose everything, and you get a little bit of his backstory. So I think you do sympathise. But I think the person that I think I sympathised with the most, I guess, was the young guy, was the campaign manager, because I think it was absolutely awful that he was there when that Travis guy shot himself and you see see that on the CCTV. I mean, that must have been so scarring and the fact that that was captured was quite quite a shocking thing. And then him still having to, to go to work. Like the most, eh, yeah, probably the, the head zookeeper in the sense that he's straight talking, matter of fact, you know, he looks like some kind of rock star, doesn't he? Yeah. I quite like the guy that had no legs as well, um, in the sense that he was they're similar. They seemed quite honest and upfront. Um, least favourite character, Carol Baskin. That controversial. I just think she's an absolute hypocrite. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know um, everyone hated her, but she actually did 
start the park and breed animals to begin with and then basically just turn the whole thing around and call it a sanctuary and rescue. And she's charging people to come into the sanctuary to look at animals held in pens that are still not going to be the right size for them. So I think she's my least favourite character because I think she's a hypocrite. And I think she always had something... She always had an answer for everything. I don't trust her. I'm not too sure what happened there, but I think there's, there's she knows a lot more than what she's letting on. I'm going to go with all of Lottie's answers except the last one. And while I do not like Carol Baskin at all, I'm going to go with Doc as my least favourite because he's a essentially a slaver. <laughs> like, he's a horrible guy, and he tries to pack, come off as though he's really, really nice and stuff, and it's like, no... Because you hear all these other people saying, "Oh yeah, it's fine." And all the girls and stuff on his, you know, on, in the zoo, are like, "Oh, this is all fine. Yeah, it's all right." So you, it's not. It's just horrible. He's manipulating you. You're in a cult. Oh uh, yeah, he he was mega bad as well. I mean, they're all bad, aren't they? I have my reason for not liking, for not not liking Carol the least, but I'm sure we'll get into that in a bit. But yeah, I think that Doc, I I absolutely loved the guy. I thought he was. He was horrible. There was no redeeming part about him. Uh, yeah, mine's the same. I kind of echo, you know, Eric, the long blonde-haared zookeeper, as being kind of kind of guy, guy like the most. Uh, for sorry for it was kind of a joint between him and yeah, the campaign manager. Um, but my different one for the um, it's Jeff Lowe. Who I seem to hate the most because he's you know disgusting con man, you know, really sexist and just flaunting everything, just conning everyone, screwing everyone over. Carol and and Doc were quite high up on that list, but yeah. I think that Jeff Lowe, for me, on the dislike list, he's, he's at the top. I think all three of them are are, are awful in a way, um, you know, and Joe's just a bit crazy. I think there's elements of his story that you do feel sorry for him um, in some ways, but a bit of an edgy character and, you know, things taken way too far. I think... In a way, like, I, I can't hate Joe the least because the way that the documentary's made is if it's in his favour at the start and you do feel sorry for him, in, you know, in ways. But as it gets on, you realise, you know, he's been actually manipulating his boyfriends and his husbands, using yeah. drugs and stuff. And it's like, now this guy's not a great guy, but the way the documentary styles it is if he's your protagonist and in a way you're supposed to like him, but you are quite like... About him at the same time, so I, I don't think I could hate him the most, but I, he's very much in the middle. I think he just he's not all there, obviously. It's quite good we've all gone for different ones because they're all awful, and I guess it's it, what level of awfulness and what uh, what about them annoyed you the most? I mean, they're all you know not very nice people in some ways, and as they say at the end, there are, there are no winners. Should Jeff Lowe also go to prison for a long time? Yeah, it's kind of weird because what you were just saying, like, I think that he probably came out the best in a way because he's got this zoo, which he's building, you know, he's making a lot of money, you know, he's got to keep everything in a way and he's made more. I don't think the guy, that gives the guy any place to be a better person, obviously, no way. But he, I think, out of all of them, won the most. You know, he gained a lot more from this because he was a, you know, sneaky guy. Um, but I think, yeah, he probably should be put in jail because he's a horrible, morally great person, you know. And, uh, it's hard to say, you know, he's got quite a great, you know, he's got a very smiley ex- you know, exterior, but inside he's, he's, he's pretty horrible. He's not a great guy. 
And I think he probably it would be justified if he got justice, I guess. Shady guy. Very shady. Um, okay, next one. Is a big cat rescue centre a good or bad place for the animals? Bad. Uh, but, you know, I don't agree with zoos. I would never really go to his I would never choose to go to a zoo. I know a lot of people would go and take their kids and pet tigers and, and things like that. And I understand why people do. But for me, I don't know. It's just not, it doesn't feel right. And it's difficult because they've got all these cats that have been bred and they can't exactly put them in the wild. They've got to put them somewhere. But, I mean, tigers have need, like, miles to be able to roam, to feel free. The amount of money she was making off Facebook alone should, I would be like, right, I better give this to some of my employees who are working with these dangerous creatures Exactly. Like putting their lives on the line in a way, you know, because tigers eat people. They can eat people. They are dangerous, you know. If I, w- I couldn't do it, you know, I think it'd be amazing to work with them, but I'd be like, you know, I don't know if this is the only pay I could get just working with these animals. I think I need something else because it is dangerous. So she was exploiting them, definitely. She's yeah. not a nice person. No, and that T-shirt system she had, I mean, she, you know clever lady and that's that's why i didn't like her because she was she's greedy you know she's already a millionaire taking money from a husband who she killed or didn't kill that's to be discussed and then you know yeah happily would exploit she had millions she could have paid people that were animal enthusiasts that would love to come and work with animals the fact is that people love them so much they just come and donate their time anyway and you're right she exploited that so she made them work for like a whole year for free just to get a different colour T-shirt. It's crazy. Wasn't she getting like $25,000 like a week from Facebook? Wasn't yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Big greedy, money for... greedy, greedy, money-grabbing woman. Yeah. It's awful. But yeah, they're still essentially the same as Joe. They're still in a small cages. They've got nowhere really to go. Like he went in there and filmed some hidden camera stuff to show some of the areas they're in were smaller than his. Yeah, all in the name of charity. What a load of BS. Relationships. So what did you think of um, Joe and having two husbands at the same time and Doc with his multiple wives that all lived on the same street in different houses? He manipulated them with drugs and, and, and I guess his position of power because his husband, he said, you know, I don't, I don't even think he was actually really gay. He, he, you know, he went off with a woman and had a, had a baby. And that Travis, again, he was, he was a young guy who was essentially groomed. And it, it's... It's interesting because at the start, the way that it kind of plays out is you don't think that. You think, oh, he just did it with his, you know, with his charm. But no, as it gets into it, you find out that drugs were involved and that he has used his power and money to get them. And then obviously he does find someone, as you were saying, that generally loves him. But it's it's crazy that he found someone like that after all this, after all this quite shady stuff he did with these two guys, you know. Oh, and Doc as well. I mean, having all of those women, I mean, that was a really culty situation. And again, it's just that abuse of power and this thing that they kept talking about is that the cats, you know, everyone was sort of interested so much in the cats and it's it's that that kind of brought people in, the excitement of being close to those sorts of animals and therefore, in a person in position of power, and as you say, you know, using drugs or 
it's kind of a classic cult situation, isn't it? At the docks, it's like, oh, well, you're free to leave. But, you know, their whole life is there and they've they've kind of come from, I don't know, did they come from sort of places where they didn't have a lot else going on? They were vulnerable. Don't know, but the women, I don't know about that. Yeah, and so, it's interesting that ex-staff member that she, you know, she, the one that's sitting on a sofa in a really... Um, negative uh, um, body language but she denied I mean, I can't remember her name but she was the one that basically Doc forced her to have you know breast implants and, and she basically only agreed to it so she could have a few days off yeah god yeah god, you forget how much there is in this thing and was, like, was it and, Je- and uh, well, Joe like he wouldn't let was it Travis leave the park and I'm sure Doc wouldn't let certain people leave as well the park you know it's such controlling abusive relationships with well, staff as well as the kind of lovers, as it were. Sam, did Carol Baskin kill and murder and feed her husband to the tigers? <laughs> Controversial, but as much as she's a horrible, hypocritical, spiteful person, I don't think she killed him. And the reason I think that, well, there's a fair few reasons, but one, I, I think that Don was quite a great person. I knew he was a morally great person. He had loads of other lives. I was doing a bit more reading on him. He had a lot of other lives outside of her. I mean, you know, I'm not saying for definite that she didn't. I just think it's quite far-fetched. And I think the way the documentary angles it is, is it's trying to use that as a way to play into Joe's story and get you to side with him more. And then it goes, and you realise that Joe's actually quite a bad person himself. That's the way I think it was angled. But, and I think there's, there's no hard evidence either. Yeah, she did some quite weird things after but I feel like she would have been properly investigated no one's bothered to investigate I don't think she's I just don't think she's capable of killing someone I think she's a horrible horrible person I just I just couldn't buy it at the start I wanted to and then I thought no I don't know if I do so I'm probably gonna what about then the that injunction that he got saying that she tried to kill him a couple of times and he was scared for his life and him you know, taking that to the police. I mean, people don't generally do that, do they? Unless there's something they're fearful in some ways. I don't know, because there's a lot of stuff that happens nowadays. We, we hear about stuff like that, and it's normally, you know, some of it's just fake, faked, because they can do that, you know. And I don't know. I Maybe, again, I, I don't know for sure, obviously. I just, and I'm not saying it isn't true, I just feel like maybe some of it, he was quite a great person himself, and I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he made that up. You know, there's lots of celebrity marriages where you hear about stuff like that. And I'm, I don't know, I just don't think she was that capable of it. I think she's a, she's not all there, as I say, but I don't, I just, I don't know, I just can't believe, I just do not believe she's capable of murder. There's just something about it. David, so did Carol feed her husbands to the taggers? I think it's more, for me, it's similar to Sam, but it's still like 55% yes, 45% no. I mean, it's just like you were just saying, those kind of injunctions that husband apparently did. A lot is in the editing of it as well. Like Joe will come up with something or it'll be on the news and then it'll cut to Carol and she'll just have this really smirky answer and laughs it off. Like every time, like they've just put that reaction of her just like, you know, having this perfect answer. And is that guilty look or is she just, that's what she's like? If there was that much evidence, they would have, surely done something about it by now. It's very strange that she was then literally five, was it five years to the day later, basically cashed in a checks to get all of his money 
it's all very like, hmm. How convenient, yeah. Yeah, how convenient. And we know she's a money grabber. So in some ways that wouldn't, you know, killing him for all his millions. I wouldn't be surprised if the pair of them worked something out and he went off with one of his other girlfriends, you know. I don't know. There's there's so many different roads you could take with it because a lot of it's just very unanswered and it's up to interpretation. Um, the king of documentaries, Louis Theroux, though, I was reading something he said, he doesn't think she did it. He thinks it's very far-fetched. So I was glad. I was like, oh, I'm not on my own here. <laughs> so do we think then, is he dead or alive? Yeah, well, he could be alive, so couldn't he? Like I said, he flew planes. They made some deal. He had some money and he flew off somewhere and never came back. And she gets clipped a lot of it then everyone's a winner yeah he's a wealthy guy and like i said he had a lot of different girlfriends and different lives um so i wouldn't be surprised you know he could literally use his money to make himself into a different person for whatever reason you know not wasn't saying he bury, wasn't he burying money in places so he probably had other money hidden elsewhere yeah exactly or maybe he did die maybe it was genuinely an accident you never know do you that's the thing again i don't i don't like carol baskin at all i think she's a horrible person I just can't get my head around it. It's just, it's a weird one, though. It's, it is a really weird one. The memes have been really good. I've seen tons of memes on Twitter and Facebook about it, and they are quite funny. I think he's dead. I just think in, in today's day and age, I don't think you can just disappear no matter how much money you've got. Not properly. There's just too much, you know, CCTV, cameras, social media. If he was having other relationships, there'd be connections. You wouldn't just be living, you know, like Osama Bin Laden did in a, in a hole underground. He'd be trying to live his life. And I just think there would be some kind of trail. There'd be some little trail bites. So I don't know. I think he's dead somewhere. Probably not to a tiger, but might, might be in the sea. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if anyone noticed. So with Joe's lawyer, in his interview in the office, there was a clock in the background and it constantly changed time. And it was a bit like a scene from The Simpsons. And there's even a whole conversation. I know it's the clock kept changing different times. So you could see how they manipulated his, his sentences in that bit. I was wondering if anyone else noticed that. Wow, no, I didn't. But that's the editor in you, David. You see, that's what we pay you for, attention to detail. Cut from a close-up to a wide, it'll suddenly be back a different time. I've got a question for you then. Who burned down the studio? Was it the producer? Was it Joe? Was it someone else? Everyone said it was the producer. Everything they'd filmed for years or whatever in there. But and I don't believe him that he said that was his only copies. Like that would not surely you'd back stuff up. You know, you're spending all that time and money and effort filming all this stuff. You don't leave it all in one place on someone else's property, do you? That's what I was thinking. I was thinking when we're watching this documentary. Surely a lot of the footage that's in it is actually the footage and some of the sections that he shot. It has to be because it was back at that time. So well, I thought that's what Joe shot. Because Joe was filming and then they were filming what they were filming. Oh, right, okay. So I assume yeah. that everything was used was Joe's because that fire lost all that stuff. I guess he'd have to make it disappear and not be able to use it. I don't know. I don't know if he burnt it down. A part of me thinks Joe could have done it, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was more likely to be Joe than the producer because, I mean, you're right, for him to literally not have another copy, I mean, 
you know, that goes against all filmmaking. It's just like the first thing you learn is back up, back up, you know. So it was one of those moments that you're like, what? But seriously, I don't know. I think if you've done all of that work, to then go and burn it all down five years of your life that you dedicated, I don't know, I think that's a bit of a stretch. I think you'd have to be really desperate. And what, it was like 20 grand he got offered or something? I think it was a figure that, that came up, I can't remember. It was something in conversation. There was a suggestion, but I don't know. I think Joe, I think Joe did it. I don't think it would be out of character for him. He is quite crazy and a bit unhinged. He could have done it. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I think it's Joe because he was, you saw what you want about him, but he's good at manipulating people and he used his power to manipulate people. I think he's very, it's very, very possible he could have done that to get his own way. Huge publicity campaign, marketing, wasn't it? Think about it. Get a massive sob story for him. I mean, it's marketing gold. Yeah, it looks good for his governor run, his presidential run as well, which was quite soon after or before. It was around that time. Yeah. So. I think he had the biggest motive. And, you know, the fact that he was out of town at the same time, I don't know, just all seems a bit, bit too lined up for my liking. I've got a question then. Did, did Joe order the hit, essentially? Do you think he actually wanted to? Do you think all that happened there was definitely, it was because of him? Yeah, it kind of feels like he got arrested and put down on a bit of a, more like a technicality rather than, but, you know, I mean, he said, and everyone was saying, like, how many times a day would he talk about killing Carol Baskin? So, for sure, he wanted her dead. And would he order a hit? Yeah, I just think he he probably wasn't, I don't know. He kind of lost a lot by that point. And I wouldn't be surprised if he got so desperate and so, you know, he was his mental state was declining. He'd be on loads of drugs. And he had said in the past, you know, on these videos where he'd, he'd got a gun out and he shot the blow-up doll and he put snakes in a mailbox. Yeah, yeah. I would not be surprised if he did it. I think he probably did. There's not, I guess, you know, same with the Carol Baskin thing, there's not a lot of proper, proper, proper hard evidence. You know, there's some stuff that's been said and taken out of context could suggest he didn't. But I think more so than that, he probably did. Tiger King is an interesting series on Netflix. I mean, we've all really, really enjoyed it. It's highly watchable. Um, It's outrageous. It's crazy. It takes you on all these twists and turns. There's lots of questions. Some are completely unanswered that leave you hanging. Uh, It's definitely one that we would recommend. And um, go out there and let us know what you think.